0: Well, howdy ho there, neighbor. This is your friendly Dungeon Master, John. I just wanted to stop in here at the beginning and give a couple credits that I neglected to do so during the episode. So, first off and foremost, uh, we have a guest on this show for the first time ever. Uh, I would love to welcome the fantastic Kim, also known as Breaking Branch, who has done all of the character artwork for the Almost Heroes. So, all the amazing artwork you see on the podcast or on the stream has been done by Kim. Uh, You can go give her a follow on Instagram at Breaking branch dot art uh they'll give her a follow at the very least maybe give her a commission uh, i guarantee you she's going to knock your socks off of whatever you uh you work with her to create um, the second uh, shout out i wanted to give is that uh this battle boats session is is absolutely inspired by one of my biggest inspirations uh, within the you know, D&D-verse, especially the podcast averse, The Adventure Zone. Uh, spe- specifically, their Pedals to the Metal arc in their original Balance campaign they are amazing. Uh, if you haven't listened to The Adventure Zone campaign, please go do so. Uh, it's amazing, and it will uh, blow you away. And after you've done that, please come back to us because hopefully, you know, <laughs> we uh, can hold the can to it. But um, anyway, that's it. That's all for me. I'll let you get into the adventure now, uh, and I'll see you there.
1: Last time on Almost Heroes.
2: We were breaking into open ocean, but we were not in the clear yet. Two Empire boats were now in pursuit of us, and without intervention, they'll be on top of us soon inching closer as each moment passes. Glynn fires a long shot arrow at the helm of one of the ships and lands what I presume is a hell of a shot as one of the boats turns hard into the other but detours quickly only for a moment as they correct their heading. With what feels like no other options, Rangrim launches a tidal wave via his control water straight at them, likely sinking them and any chance of resolving this misunderstanding. Free of pursuit, we make for Penroy Point. The crew settles for night, hoping for a good night of rest and drinking, but that is not what happens. The crew and Rangrim enjoy a nice mead with Glynn on first watch. I, on the other hand, have one of the worst nights of sleep ever. But before the night was over, Glynn spots a stowaway as a dinghy is found on the side of the boat. Tracking it back to the captain's quarters, Glynn wakes me, then Rangrim with a quick dagger to the shoulder as he arms himself while still in the nude. I smash the door down, waking the captain, but no tucker is found. Captain and I move to the top deck while Glenn flips the room and Rengrim tries to wake the rest of the crew. As I come to the mid-deck, he's suddenly gone. I slow, then I hear a creak from behind the box. I attack, as the captain tries to stab me for no reason. Then the disguise drops. It's Edna, again but this time, grosser. In the same moment, Glynn finds a near lifeless Captain Combs stuffed in a chest. We all trade a few blows with Edna, but Rangrim makes quick work of her by animating a dozen cannonballs straight into her face, sending her out the side of the boat and to the bottom of the ocean as she gets tangled up with a cannon on the way out. The next morning, we arrive at Penroy Point, all set up for what
0: Captain called the Battle Boat Races. that, where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 58, Battle Boats. So welcome back, travelers. We pick up with our almost heroes having just arrived at Penroy Point Isle after narrowly avoiding the enforcers of the faith of the Sakhalian Empire. Aboard Captain Cone's ship, the second chance. So uh, you all are kind of like pulling up towards Penroy Point. This island is, um, it's kind of like a, it's a smaller island uh, that actually has like another even smaller island off to uh, the left of it that you can see. Um, it kind of like goes into a, a mound in the center and you can see that there's some sort of like small grouping of buildings up up there kind of towards the, the top of the point. Um, all around the island, you can see that there are basically these um, different kinds of what look like docks for boats, almost radiating off of it like a sun all the way around. Some of them have uh, actually seem to be a little bit more built up and are kind of like these floating um, kind of harbors uh, or like boat uh, shops, essentially, that seem to be kind of around it. But uh, similar to like, you would see like a bunch of garages, uh, essentially the boat version of that. Uh, they seem to all be like privately owned harbors. Um, and then as you're kind of pulling up to you, can see these kind of like red buoy pylons that are kind of surrounding the island, uh, going out in kind of a circle. Uh, and then a kind of larger archway that's uh, kind of bridging the gap between the, uh, the main Penroy Point isle and then the smaller island that's off to the left of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can see a couple boats that are kind of whipping around uh, the inside of those pylons. Uh, and as you're, uh, you're pulling up, well, uh, I think that uh, maybe not going right up to the, uh, the main dock might be a good idea. I don't really want to have many eyes onto us. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I got an old friend that I think we might be able to find some, some refuge with and maybe uh, stay, uh, keep this boat out of sight for a little bit because I uh, <laughs> don't think that uh, we're going to be uh, that welcome if uh, the Empire comes calling. They likely have already called ahead
2: i'm sure uh, one of us has a means by which to uh, support that uh directive and i look over at uh glenn
3: say so, yeah i could uh, probably help you hide it away or maybe even give it a nice new paint job second chance seems to maybe run its course and uh maybe we're on to like third option or you know something else in the 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 number arc but yeah I'm, I'd, I'd be happy with happy to help you with some rebranding. i think this ship needs a facelift
0: yeah i think we might be on to the third time's the charm or something like that um all right well uh well let's uh let's get moving um and he so he kind of he, he kind of he, he uh, turns the wheel a little bit and starts taking the the ship around the the right hand side of the island. Um, and as you're getting closer to it, you can see that uh, you're passing through the pylons and as you do, they, they kind of both light up this uh, reddish color, the they kind of uh, the, the the gems that are on top, these kind of like ruby-ish gems on top kind of light up uh, for a second, and then as you pass through them, they seem to dim again. Um, and as you're getting close to the island, you can see these uh, these individual private docks, uh, some of which are covered, some of which aren't. Uh, and you can see that there's these boats, some of which are covered and some are uh, exposed, but they're they're of all different shapes and sizes and, and makes as well. Like you can see some of that, you can clearly tell are of like Gnomish creation uh, with more of like, um, like a powered kind of styling, like more metal and, and brass. And then you can see some that are like just of like odd kind of designs and makes like not, in of the norm that you would see uh, for like just like long seafaring voyages just a lot more like um, clearly they have a much more specific use case uh, and meant for shorter distances than a like seafaring vessel would there's no like giant Uh, galleon looking things yeah, so they're all smaller. Uh, you're, they're they're probably um, about a half half the size of your current ship, uh, meant to go probably a lot faster speed, uh, so more sail uh, and less uh, less ship. Just trying to like go as fast as possible, but uh, over a short distance, probably wouldn't hold up to um, like a, a you know a storm out in open ocean very well. Um, but just a lot sleeker, a lot quicker designs. But just also just like super goofy some of these, and like a lot of them, even the ones are covered. You're like. What the hell is underneath that thing just very odd uh you know shapes and sizes and then those are the ones you can just see the other ones you can see these uh these big kind of like garages over the docks that are uh completely enclosed and encasing them um but yeah so you, you're kind of taking a, a a trip around this right-hand side of the island um and then kind of looking at these like some of these like really well manicured harbors and garages and then captain combs uh goes well, here's this. Here's the place, and he uh, starts pulling in towards uh, probably one of the more decrepit ones. Uh, it's pretty large. Uh, it's it's this big kind of warehouse-looking uh, dock that is uh, covered by this like big kind of structure, wooden structure that is, it, there's a decent amount of holes in the roof. Um, and the, uh, the front doors actually seem to kind of be, uh, wide open. Uh, they are not, um, and don't seem to be fully functional. One of them seems to be kind of hanging off the hinges a little bit. And there is a sign kind of hung above the top of it, um, that just says auto shop, O-T-T-O, uh, shop. And so, uh, as, uh, as uh, Captain Combs kind of pulls this in there, it's, it's large enough that the uh, Second Chance is able to pretty much pull in. So you, uh, you pull into this, this pretty wide bay that is relatively empty. And it's, you can see on the inside, there's just a harbor that's like running around the outside kind of in a U-shape. So you're pulling in one side of it and there's a dock you know, kind of to the side of you, in front of you, and then to the other side as well. Um, and to the side of you on the right-hand side, as you pull in and the dock's on the left, you can see that there is some sort of vessel that is covered by uh, a pretty uh, moth-eaten canvas sheet that's uh, that's kind of covered in uh, green algae. Um, but uh, yeah, as you pull in, uh, I think Ego jumps off, and as well as uh, some of the other crew members, uh, and, and kind of get the boat uh, tied off to the to the dock, um, and as uh, as that happens, uh, you see uh, two figures uh, kind of come walking out of one of the, the rooms in the back. Um, the first one is a probably one of the oldest uh, turtles you've ever seen. Um, completely bent back, his uh, he's like kind of grayish skin, uh, and then his shell on the back, which is kind of like comes to these pipe, spikes and points, almost like a snapping turtle esque. Uh, has like these uh, barnacles and other growths all over it, like some clams and different things that are sticking off of it. uh, And is leaning heavily onto a cane. uh, And then following behind them, uh, you can see, actually, uh, Kim, would you mind, uh, would you mind describing your character?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, What you see walking in is actually a pretty tall uh, tabaxi. She is, or has the complexion of like a sort of a puma, mountain lion-esque, a soft beige, blondish brown color, black ears, and dark fur running through down her spine, um, connecting to her tail. Um, golden eyes, feline smile, but also it, it, it seems a little bit warm and kind-spirited as well. Um, a red, kind of sleeveless vest cardigan, I don't know how you guys call it in English. Red, and a underneath a bound-together-from-ripped-fabric orange top. That's what
0: you see. <laughs> so, yeah, you see these two figures walking in uh and uh as uh, as the turtle kind of uh, starts walking towards the ship and uh Captain Combs kind of jumps off onto the dock here. Well, It's been a while. Nice to nice to see you, again, Combs. What a uh, What have you brought me? Uh and <laughs> now realizing I have to answer myself. You did it you did it <laughs> oh man. Oh, thanks a lot. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's been a little bit of a while, that's, that's for sure. Uh, uh, we need to stay out of uh, you know, kind of the uh, line of sight for a little while, if you don't mind. I try not to bring any trouble your way, Auto, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, he's kind of looking around and he goes, "Man, uh, this place has seen uh some better days. Uh, everything all right? <laughs> Still <have any> out <laughs> Yeah, uh, you you know things uh things have been a little bit better uh, before uh, uh, falling on some some hard times I won't lie but uh, actually uh, this uh Tabaxi here she showed up just a little while back and's been helping out but I, I pay I pay her what I, I can but we uh if I, to be honest, if I don't find some way to make a little bit more cash, bring in some more business, we're uh, probably going to be, I wouldn't imagine I would be open too much longer.
2: I, uh, my my friend can help you with uh, marketing strategies and, and things. <laughs> Cosmo like leans over the top deck of the boat talking down at this,
0: at a turtle. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds quite interesting. Why don't you elaborate? I would be happy to hear about... You called it marqueting.
2: Yes, marqueting. It's really good. <laughs> you could fry it up. You could eat it raw. It's real good. But I, uh, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Cosmo. Any any hoozies? Uh. I'm Cosmo, and uh, these are my friends. And uh, what's your name, friend? Uh, Talking to the turtle (laughs) and the... uh, How do you say the word? Maxi. Maxi. That.
0: Uh, Well, my name is Otto. It's nice to meet you all.
1: Greetings. My name is Curious Detour. Pleasure meeting you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well uh, uh, I, yeah I, I like i said i don't sorry to inconvenience you auto i i mean if there's anything we can help with i i don't know um you know what we can do but uh aside from just squatting and taking up part of your your uh, warehouse space <laughs> uh i mean i'm happy to pay you for the time i obviously don't want to ask for anything for free well, I uh, think maybe we could work something out.
2: Yeah, we're, I'm happy to help uh, cover the cost there, Captain.
3: Yeah, I think for uh, saving our tails back there, we owe you a nice chunk of gold. Indeed.
4: I thought we did fine making our way from those guys before.
3: I kind of think you might be the reason we can't ever go back.
4: I thought it was him pointing to Cosmo. You took the magnet. Is it really about the magnet? I thought we would be on the magnet at this point.
2: I I think it's really more about the tidal wave now, really.
4: uh, How would you call that when there's the big water that hits the thing? It's a tidal wave. Yep. It's like the main wave. It's like the tidal wave. Like tidal. T-I-T-L-E. Tidal wave. Definitely.
2: Uh, They... uh, this penroy point uh what's uh what are all these things uh out and about all the little spots i haven't never seen a harbor quite like it
0: oh yeah the penroy points well known for its kind of abstract and custom boat designs mostly fueled by the battle boat racing that goes on here uh Used to enter into them myself, but haven't been able to pay or hire a crew to man my vessel for quite some time. How
3: many is uh, on
0: a crew? You generally would need one person to steer and four members of the crew.
3: Glenn immediately gets nervous when he realizes that none of us knows how to
4: steer a boat.
0: He's like, uh, he's kind of looking up and he's kind of looking at you kind of like blinking like each eye kind of individually. And then he seems like you can see it slowly kind of occurring to him and kind of like the light bulb starts above his head and goes, well, now that's an idea. I don't have any money to pay you all, but if you were to win, you would be able to pay yourself handsomely. And maybe we could put some of that towards putting some repairs into this old auto shop.
3: Uh, Captain Combs, do we know how long it's going to take us to kind of give this boat a new a new facelift? Do we have do we have time for something like this. We got to stay stowed away for a little bit.
0: Um, I think Ego leans over the uh, leans over kind of the the banister and goes. Ah uh, well uh, I mean this is something that maybe I can do if uh we can we got uh, plenty of people here that can do it in the meantime uh seems like there isn't enough room for uh for another on the boat as it is so we can uh while you all are you know, gallivanting about and uh, doing your uh, battle boat racing you know maybe we can uh yeah maybe this make this uh add a nice uh, shiny coat of paint to it huh
3: sounds like a plan to me what's the the buy-in for the race
0: oh there's no buy-in as long as you bring your own vessel with you you're uh, more than welcome to enter and uh, us we might have to knock some of the the dust off of it but it should be seaworthy um and uh, I, I think that uh, I think he kind of like slowly <laughs> moves over to the ship and kind of uh, like pulls uh, pulls on a rope that uh, lifts that like, is kind of a pulley to the ceiling and that pulls this uh, this like moth-eaten old uh, uh, cover off, and uh, you see a pretty cool-looking ship. It's uh, it's kind of like um, it's all made of this. Uh, Grade wood and kind of iron metal uh, that is not rusted, it's kind of, but it's all like this kind of gray and metal uh, ship. And then you can see on the front and back, there are these monstrous uh, harpoon guns. Uh, that are on the front and back of it, a single mast with a really large sail in the center, uh, cr- large oversized crow's nest at the top. Um, and you can see that this boat is like the prow of it that goes down to the water. It's just much sharper. And the front of the boat is much sharper. Uh, just, it's designed to go fast. Essentially, um, and you can see that also. Uh, you kind of like notice something. I think, Glenn, uh, you you recognize this. There's some sort of um, I don't know, some sort of like tubular kind of uh, maybe potentially engine-like device that is just below the surface. Uh, that you can see, like where the prow would be, or the, the 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 stern of the ship would be. With a, it would go down to the water for steering. Uh, you can see there's some sort of like metal. Construction down right below the water level.
3: This thing look like rusted, or is it like look like it's been maintained? Like the moth covered thing looks and shit, but does this look like it needs work?
0: Um, it, it seems for the most part, uh, it seems like it's been neglected a little bit. So you can see that there's like some some barnacle growth and whatever else, and maybe some some light uh, pockmarked and rusting on some of the metal. Um, but uh, for the most part, it doesn't seem like it's uh, lilting in the water or anything like that. It seems like it's seaworthy.
3: Uh, Glenn kind of guess excited to see some machinations under the, the boat. Looks to Brangram goes, I think I might have found our next project.
4: What was that? It's voted.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see some technology underneath it already, but add a little bit of that God juice of yours. You might be able to make this thing fly.
4: Literally. I don't know about God juice. Well, In blood, hands,
3: juice. I don't know what you really use maybe, anymore. Maybe
4: it's just blood at this point. I'm not really sure, but uh, DM question: The mm-hmm. harpoon guns. What are the harpoons made out of?
0: Metal. Um, and you can see that they're uh, they're attached to like a, a reel, so like you could like essentially reel them back in. Um,
4: is reel is it a rope or is it a chain?
0: Uh, hmm. that's a good question. Let's go with uh, let's go with chain.
4: Tight, 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 tight. That's the answer I wanted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we probably do some with this. Like maybe uh what was the other thing that you saw that you liked
3: uh just off the back of it there's there's something mechanical looking kind of like the uh what the chains coiled around on the bows maybe but it looks like there might be some kind of paddles down there I, there's only one way to find out we gotta go take a closer look
4: and glenn hops off the boat he's gonna stick his head under the water off the end of the boat and try to make a perception off the back
2: <laughs> make a perception <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, Awesome. So you're uh, so you're going to uh, check the check the boat out, or what's going on?
4: Oh, we're looking at this. What I'm assuming is, but type of
0: engine. Oh yeah. Um, So as you're kind of walking over there, um, I think that uh, I think that Otto kind of like he's like, oh, you got a good eye, that um, that's kind of a a little. (laughs) Well, you got one good one anyway ah that that down below the water there is kind of a well more of a when you're in a real tight spot just gives you that extra boost of speed you might be looking for had one of my gnomish friends uh, build that for us
3: i might be able to uh do some fine tuning on it i've i've worked with a I know him a few times on some small projects, never anything this big, but I think uh, I'll probably be able to get a couple boosts out of this bad boy. Uh, you mentioned that uh, curious, was it, she was helping you do some work around here. What, what kind of projects she been doing to kind of keep money going here?
0: Um, well, uh, mostly just kind of doing some repairs from, from time to time on trying to make ends meet she's a uh, very talented and uh very uh will be very useful to have on that during the race to hopefully help keep this thing in one piece it's been been a lifesaver having her around here so i um, will be sad when finally makes enough to go on the journey she's been talking about over these few weeks
3: where's that where's that journey leading you curious
1: it is uh, leading me to very strange paths and roads. The end, I don't know yet. But getting back to my monastery is actually one of the things that I really want to do. But uh, sometimes I get a little bit distracted and I take some detours. Uh,
3: do you remember what continent your monastery is on or is it, is it near oh, or it's, far? It's,
1: no, it's, um, it's not quite near, but distance is relative i think it's in the mind of course but it's uh, actually in the in the oh i need to say this correctly the the sea of sands or the sand Seas? what was it again? it again
0: uh sea of sands yes that which, one. Is, uh, <laughs> which is to the uh in the, the east in, uh in
1: yes
3: i yes. uh, had to make a trip through there had to pass through so i can't say i know it well but i don't think you could be further from it at this point so
1: no sounds like we it... need to. A... It's quite the opposite. There's a lot of sand there. There is only water here.
3: Perceptive, you, you were right there, uh, Otto. I think she could be very useful in this next this next race. When when is this race? Yes. Do we
2: have time to fix the boat? That was going to be my next question.
0: the uh, The race will start tomorrow, so we have most of the day and. It's early morning now, and you have the day, and then the night, and then the day again. Then we'll start taking her down to enter into the race. Let me just explain how days work. I love this guy.
2: That was like a bad... <laughs> Sorry. It was, I literally heard Joey from Friends. Like the <laughs> wedding vows. Yeah, to have and
1: to hold, yeah, to give and to take. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Sorry, cool. on my own spit. That was good. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, yeah, so looking at uh, kind of the the plan, um, ego and the crew, as well as Captain Combs, are basically gonna start working on the ship uh, to kind of change it into the you know third times the charm kind of uh, kind of boat uh make it look completely different. Uh in the meantime, uh you all can spend your day working on the boat, you can explore Penroy, um, and uh you can do whatever uh do whatever you want to do. Uh curious, do you have anywhere that you
3: particularly like to go on Penroy Point or do you mainly stay here at the uh the harbor?
0: Or at autos, I guess.
1: Is there a bar where they sell milk?
0: Yeah, I think That's so. That's the bar uh, she goes to. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, there's a tavern um, that I think that uh, I, I think that you have. They, I think I don't think at first they had milk, and then they kind of like now that you've been frequenting there enough that they kind of keep it stocked. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tavern is called uh, Crash's Landing.
1: It is the Crash's Landing where they have the most finest white-looking drinks. I think you like it.
3: I think it's uh, very healthy. <laughs> we put in uh a- Good days work trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with this sh- this boat, and maybe that's where we end the night for tomorrow's races.
2: imagine you can't start something like this on a sober stomach.
1: Hey, maybe not.
2: Pretty sure Rangrim does everything at least a little tipsy. What do you mean? I'm completely
4: sober as he's smoking something from his beard. <laughs> from yep, yep, Doc,
3: as he snorts necrogame.
0: Ooh, i don't think we've done that yet that, that's going to be a whole different kind of rolling well that's different
4: still term. on my um that's still <laughs> on my equipment unfortunately uh glenn's
3: gonna go up to the i guess the, the back of the ship the the mm-hmm. racing ship mm-hmm. um and he's gonna hop on the back and look into auditors do you have a owner's manual or any type of documentation tied to this thing or do they just kind of attach it and call
0: it a day it's kind of, uh, uh, I don't, even if there was some kind of owner's manual, it's been modified and tweaked and changed so much that doesn't really apply anymore. More of just kind of look and see and test and try out and see if it does what it needs to do. Is there like
3: handles or buttons? Yes. Push.
0: Yeah, so uh, as you kind of jump onto the deck of this thing, um, you can see where it's been like patched up a few times. You're like, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, like there's just random metal in different spots, like covering different areas. And then as you're kind of looking at it closer, you're like, oh, that's patching up damage from like something. Like this thing's been in like battles multiple times um, and, and the metal has been kind of used to like patch over those areas. The controls are uh, a normal ship's wheel, but it's made out of iron. Uh, and then there are about 13 different levers and, and little buttons all the way around it. Um, and in the center of the steering wheel, you can see what looks like uh, just this big red button uh, that's directly in the center of the wheel. Uh, and Otto, kind of as he sees you look at it goes, now don't touch that. Don't do it. I'm going to
3: quick uh i'm I'm guessing that's the uh the go juice button
0: that is one way to uh call it
3: i'm I'm assuming when we're in our our races we need that extra push this is what we're going to want to use not any of these 13 other levers i don't want to be making that mistake in the middle of a race
0: now, don't you worry. I'll be happy to handle the driving. You all just make sure that we don't have any hop-ons. We're going to have some hop-ons. Oh, we... oh they, they can touch our boat? Oh, if you aren't familiar with the battle boat races, it's a full contact sport. Now, killing is frowned upon you don't need to do it but things happen on the ocean basically you just want to be the one to cross the finish line first or be the last boat still above the surface
4: well it seems like smashing the other boats is probably the the safe bet right
3: that's kind of what i was thinking i mean guys don't even have to
0: go anywhere you can just start smashing their boats. That's easier said than done. Some of these contenders this year look to be quite challenging. One in particular is kind of the favorite team that call themselves the Fearsome Four.
4: Yeah, that's
3: us.
0: Where- we're the favorites.
3: we're, we're, hey, we're doing all right. And starts high fiving.
0: <laughs> Guys, dude, they oh, win. Are that uh, the fearsome four is a different team. They're uh, they're. Uh, it's not you all. Uh, they literally
1: stole but our team so three of you.
4: I'm pretty sure it is. Ring Room's gonna like run and grab Cosmo and like pull the trophy out of his like fanny pack of holding and just like start waving it around. Like, it's, it's on this cup here. We got a whole trophy for it. And then just put it right back.
0: Just- he's, uh, he's squinting and like pulls up these like uh, very thick uh, and like pretty foggy uh, spectacles. Oh, I'll be darned. Uh, well, looks like we'll have a fearsome eight in this battle.
4: Well, that's confusing, and there's no alliteration, and I hate it.
0: So <laughs>
1: such you girls, awesome. The first for.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good.
3: Well, um, uh, I I think I can spend some time trying to get some patchwork done on this this engine. I don't know. Curious if you worked on this thing before, or am I the first one to touch this thing in a while?
1: No, I have worked on it for a little bit. But I also am really tempted to press the red button. Just curious to see what it does. I am uh, not going to, but uh, you know what they say. Curiosity kills the cat, right?
3: Can I insight check if she's going to push the red button if I'm working on it? (laughs) Yeah. Natural 20.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She is tempted heller. Oh, god.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's been a full-time job keeping her away from that, but
3: uh, I think we maybe listen to the really old turtle who's survived for this long, and maybe don't think about the fact that none of his other crew exists. Oh, yeah, maybe man, we don't a push long the button
4: time for him to say anything, and now I'm bored. Well, why don't you uh, spend
3: some of that energy helping me? get this engine right
4: that's fair and ring would follow glenn's direction and using mending and my artisanal blessing to like fix stuff mending like patching holes and mm-hmm. possibly fixing any of the metal on that engine there
0: yeah. Um, so as you're getting down to the engine, what you're seeing is that um, you're, you're kind of like able to access it from the inside. You can see that it's like kind of down on the lower decks of the ship, which is only has the top and then the, the lower deck below, which is mostly just like essentially You when you get down to the lower deck, you can see that there is this engine, whatever this thing is, is like pretty large and it takes up like a probably a third of the bottom of the ship. Um, it's it's kind of a similar design to like a cannon. Um, and as you're looking at it, you're noticing that like, While it is mechanical in nature, it's also like you recognize recognize it right away, Rangram, that this thing's like imbued with some sort of magic um, that likely when it's activated, uh, it it auto casts whatever is uh, put onto it. So it's not just mechanical in nature, it's also magical. Uh, But yeah, you go around the ship kind of, uh, you know, hammering on things, uh, fixing things up and it like, we get the quintessential like pullback from, and you kind of like look proudly at it and it's kind of like does the sparkle uh, all over the ship now where it's like, been it's basically been qu- cleaned and waxed. <laughs> by Rangrim yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I would spend a good chunk of time asking Curious and Otto, I don't know if we need RPS part, but just like any of the vulnerabilities of this thing and kind of trying to guide Rangrim to reinforce those points the existential thermal exhaust port, if you will.
0: Yeah, um, what Otto basically communicates to you is that uh, the ship is really fast. Uh, and so as long as like, you can keep the other ships off of them, he's not worried about losing a, a match of speed. It's more that because it's, uh, it's not as armored as it, as it could be to try to keep the weight down. Um, so like, it's, it's potentially a little bit weaker than some of the other ships, but uh, it has the ability to go a lot faster.
3: And then looking at the actual engine itself, can I see any weak point or like, can I see any like vulnerabilities in the, the way it was created, the way it was crafted? Is there anywhere that like, if I were to shove a potato in an exhaust pipe, it would explode kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, any, uh, any kind of, yeah. Any exhaust ports from a, like the Star Wars exhaust ports. Normal yeah, um, exhaust ports. Yeah. Yeah. Thermal. Exactly. I was trying to think of that word. I was like, wow, my, my nerd brain failed me. Uh, roll me a, um. What, I always forget what we've been rolling for this. Uh,
3: I guess it would be intelligence for this
0: one? Yeah, yeah, we're only an intelligence check.
3: I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just trying to learn about it. Uh, balls. Which one? Let's do... Uh, that's a 14 plus intelligence. Oh, damn. Oh, wait, saving throw or check? This is it a check? Uh, 17 yeah. total. 17 total.
0: Okay. Um, I think that when you're looking at your... Uh, You're not able to, maybe you get down slightly by the water. You're kind of able to see the part that's like outside of the ship, but from the inside, it doesn't seem like it's any super weak points. It's it's pretty well armored, especially on the outside. Uh, You assume that maybe potentially if something was like, I mean, if literally something blocked it up and then you press the red button, that potentially could probably blow the ship apart. You could guess. Uh, So that probably would be something to be careful about. Uh, But aside from that, it seems pretty well armored and uh, protected. And the that, back of the ship, too, is like extra. Like there seems to be extra armor on the back of the ship in that area, and then kind of also on the prow of the ship, uh, like a battering ram.
2: They, uh, if the ship was to go down, is there anything to save uh, us or me, particularly? From uh... Uh,
0: well, I would have probably assume that you would probably have to be a pretty decent swimmer, but. We don't keep any kind of life-preserving boats or anything like that on here to keep the weight down as much as possible.
2: Oh, well, that's really great, and you know, but uh, where can I buy one?
0: <laughs> oh, you like some sort of floating device?
2: Sure, yeah. Maybe a potion that'll make me float. All oh, uh. armor
0: and then a bright
2: orange light.
0: <laughs> he he pulls he kind of uh walks over and uh clomps over to this uh little this old chest in the corner and kind of starts digging around through it uh and pulls out uh what are probably like these decrepit old uh ye water wings that he uh he hands over to he hands over to you that seem like they could be strapped around your uh, upper little, arm
4: little, swimmies, little to float, swimmies to help
0: you float uh he goes Now you can inflate these yourself, but you might have to shed some of that armor. Uh, They—I don't know how well they're gonna be able to support your weight. You're a heavy little lad.
2: So thanks, and all, as he like looks down at these water wings. As uh, well, uh,
0: turtles all around him.
2: And uh, right. Yep. Thanks. And he just puts them in his uh, bag of holding.
3: <laughs> and, uh, awesome. Add them to your inventory. I want to see it on D&D Beyond. Water wings. <laughs> water for wings. Me? What,
0: what water wings?
2: Inventory? I have his to... turtle floaties. Priority one make They're water wings item. in my DD Beyond inventory.
1: I uh, do wonder, with all those armor you guys wearing, how fast you would actually sink to the bottom of the ocean.
4: Uh, uh, is, I'm alright. I can just I can do this thing.
1: This thing you talk about, what is it?
4: Uh, this, and I'm just gonna jump off the boat right after I just
1: cast oh walking. <laughs> okay.
4: Oh. Right
2: after you cast what? Water walk. Oh.
0: Uh, so you you just jump off the ship and just like <laughs> land in the water, kind of like boop.
2: Just imagine <laughs> it's like a. <laughs>
0: So like uh, you jumped into a non-Newtonian fluid. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> what do I got to do to get that? I want that. Well, I can do that, but you hate the water and then you want to touch it at all. Oh. I just hate being in it. If I get to be on top of it, that's really cool.
4: Well, you it's fine. Should... Just jump right off right here and you'll be fine. You're a
2: liar.
1: I've trained really hard to do that's this. That's not true. If you... If you... Curious, she said, I trained really hard to do this and then she just run from one end from the docks to the other end through the water or over the water like, da-da.
4: So you, you come out, you it's fine. She's doing, it. She's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Just jump off the bridge.
0: Yeah, everyone's well, doing it. Cosmo, do it. Uh, yes, my friend. I bet if you run really, really fast, you could probably get right across it. Not falling at all. Totally good.
4: <laughs> he goes a real one.
2: <laughs> well, uh, Generally, not one for peer pressure, and uh, <laughs> this is definitely one of those moments. <laughs> so you can all go to some level of the nine levels of hell.
0: Um, oh, well, well, that's fine,
2: and I'm just gonna
4: trot very, very rudely onto the dock while looking at Cosmo.
1: I've once met somebody who said I should visit over there, but I I rather not. To be fair,
4: that's
3: that's one thing you're not necessarily curious about running into.
1: Well, he doesn't really sound that friendly, so no. It's
3: probably yeah. the, the right decision.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cosmo, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: no. Oh, yeah. Oh, sick. Yes. really yes. good at those.
3: Oh, yeah, you're a paladin. They save everything.
0: Yeah. Wasn't he exhausted, though?
2: Oh, oh yeah, he is
0: exhausted, yes. He... So, Not throwing
1: you under the boat, but... What, uh... is that, what does
2: that mean? <laughs> yes. You roll I
1: think. twice. Yeah. Roll twice
3: disadvantage.
2: All right. I'm really That's sad. fine.
3: What was it? He says it's fine. He says it's fine, but his face does oh. in the
2: wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh Let's see. It's a 20... <laughs> <laughs> 13 yep. plus 9, so... <laughs> Paladin um, saves
0: you see ego uh, you see ego's kind of like as he does that um, <laughs> it's kind of like it's like oh like you should yeah, uh, you should uh, go run across the water he, you can see his eyes kind of flash uh, real quick and you catch his eyes um, cosmo and then he you like you feel like kind of like a, some sort of like spell like a suggestion wash over you real quick and then uh, he kind of like starts laughing just goes and looks over at random goes what well, i tried
2: <laughs> and uh, sensing that uh, make... uh, cosmo goes you first and uh, he's got a cast <laughs> command on him. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Uh, is that a wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Uh, so that's an eight plus four,
2: twelve. <laughs> that does not walk. save.
0: Uh, I think. I think ego. Think like. So I, I think that happens. He's. It's he's, he's like oh, like uh, fair is fair, and then he realize he realizes that he did fail the spell, <laughs> like that he he is being compelled, and he kind of like slowly starts walking towards the end. Goes oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> kind of, uh, he kind of just like hurdles himself off the, uh, off the boat into a very non like, uh, just kind of half trying to stop himself into this like kind of kicking, flailing uh, jump into the water and just hits the water and, and splashes in. Uh, and then once he hits the water, of course, then the command is over. And then he kind of pulls himself up onto the dock, soaking wet, pulls his hat off, rings it out and goes, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, good joke. Uh, I'll get you back for this one.
2: I feel like that's a uh, one even for your involvement in the uh, deck incident.
0: Ah, uh, Well, uh, I guess we can't call it even, huh? And he just kind of like winks <laughs> and kind of walks back up onto the ship uh, with just like very soggy, because he wears very flowing clothing, so he just like super soggy <laughs> super uh and then at some point he starts casting pressed on himself to start drying himself off but yes so what would you all uh like to do now you've thoroughly uh gone over your racing vessel um is what would you like to do with the rest of your day and night
2: find a uh proper life preserver yeah what kind of what kind of shops do we got on penroy point
0: yeah, um, I, I think that they're mostly uh, pretty normal shops. It's mostly, uh, this, this place is essentially kind of a, it, it's, it's built a lot around the, the battle uh, the battle boat races. Uh, so there's a lot of gambling here. There's a lot of just like, um, uh, essentially just a lot of shops that, that specialize in like kind of customization of these vessels. So people come from far and wide to like, you know, work on, you know, and add potentially different uh, additions to ships that normally wouldn't be able to be found somewhere. Um, but there's also just like, you know, your normal uh, kind of like general stores and shops you would find anywhere else. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything like particularly uh, of note. Um, it, there's a relatively small kind of cluster of buildings uh, up towards the main part. But it's, it's essentially just a, a pretty humble uh, kind of smaller island village uh, that is mostly just for trade. Uh, you know, this is a stopping off point for a lot of ships before they're going to either go uh, more to the, uh, to the south or around Sakhal. Um
3: and we don't need to sign up for the race. We're already technically signed up for it. Or is that something that we still need to do?
0: So what? It, from the sound of it, it, sounds like you guys just need to show up with your ship uh, in okay. the morning and then you'll be into it. It's kind of like, a, you know, whoever wants to enter enters, but your, your buy-in is having a boat.
3: Would I be correct in assuming that mostly gambling would take place at the crashes landing?
0: Uh, probably yeah. Crash's Landing is definitely the, the as you're looking kind of up towards the center of the town. It's definitely one of the biggest buildings. It's like a a double layered kind of a double level kind of uh, tavern. Uh, it doesn't it seems to be kind of um, humble in, in origins, uh, you know? But it 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 definitely is like a one of the more the larger buildings. Probably has like a inn up top and then tavern down below. Uh,
3: yeah, Glenn's gonna look to Cosmo I I think if you're gonna get lucky with any type of buoyancy device. It might be at the biggest building they have here. We can go ask there if you want to. Buy some of these white drinks that Curious is talking about.
2: That, uh, that sounds like a good idea. And uh, let's let's take a walk then, eh? Uh, curious, lead the way. I'm sure you have
3: the most friends here. We're not really uh, good at this thing.
1: Not, not a problem. I know where to go. Just follow me. Um, John would curious know anything about the other teams, maybe that she can relate to the rest of the party, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So you would know that um, most of the the teams uh, would be essentially gathering uh, from especially the night before. Uh, it's it's you haven't been here for a super long time. But mm-hmm. from what you've heard, Otto, uh, you know, kind of telling stories as he wants to do a lot very long winded stories. Um, you would know that it would be pretty likely that the teams would be probably having a riporious kind of a uh, night up at the uh, up at crashes landing tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you have seen a few of the other teams. Um, one of like note uh, in particular was uh, you've seen some some, um, What looks like more like seafaring aracocra, which is was really strange. Uh, More, uh, not really with like the wings, like they're a flightless version of the aracocra with more of a a longer bill. Um, That was really really kind of odd. Um, There was um, you've seen a few uh, different sets. Some uh, there's there's definitely been like some wear rats that have been around. Um, There's uh, there's another team that was uh, that was kind of odd. That was a it was a. like a blue dragonborn uh you know and then like a a, like a human a dwarf and then another gnome that were kind of like there's just there's, there's there's just like a lot of activity here especially around the time for the uh the races to be going on so like it's it's just like you don't know exactly who's part of each race like a lot of these teams keep their like what their boats look like very secretive that's why they're enclosed within these uh the kind of the floating harbors uh with like the you know, the cover over the top of them uh, so they're very secretive about you know kind of what they're going to be bringing to the races but you you've definitely seen like a few teams uh around that um you know probably are going to be entering into this uh race so you would probably guess that there's probably a good you know close to probably 10 other uh racers that are going be in this okay anybody with play that back.
2: <laughs> anybody with uh red capes uh
0: i i don't think you would uh and i, I I don't think that you would have seen anyone, particularly with like a, a notoriously red case.
1: No, no red case, but really strange looking birds.
4: Adam marches in Japan, and it's still red.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it's true. true. Uh,
3: I feel like we need to. I, I, know. I would like to place some bets on ourselves to win, as that has always worked out in our favor. But uh, I think we we start with the drink and go from there.
0: Sounds okay. Um, yeah. So uh, at this point, probably it's um, after being able to like look over the the ship and everything like that. I, I would probably say it's probably like mid to late afternoon at this point. Um, so yeah, you're able to uh, kind of uh, following uh, following curious uh, up up kind of the 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 pathway that leads to like the the more central part of the island up on up on kind of like the hill. Uh, yeah, you you come across the uh, the sign for the tavern crashes landing, and you can see that there is like the doors are pretty uh, pretty wide open, uh, you can just hear that there's a, a good amount of uh, ruckus coming from inside of it. Um, and you can see that it's, it's likely probably a, a you know most of the uh, there's probably just like a bunch of tables uh, and then kind of a uh, you know a central a central bar on the back wall.
3: Well, uh, curious it's you're and all. Buy first round. Just, I guess you you place the order and we'll we'll trust you. Yes. Well, actually, boys, you want the dwarven ale, or are you gonna try something a little more tropical?
4: I mean, we're on the water. I'll, I'll I'll try I'll try something different. I mean, as as long as you're not just trusting a barkeep to just make something.
3: I would never do that.
4: I don't want to drink salt water. Yeah, no,
1: Saltwater's not good for you.
3: Yeah, that one, that was a learning opportunity.
2: <laughs> okay. How many Here's learning opportunities do you need?
0: <laughs> a-
1: Just pick out a table, I'll be right there with the drinks. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, see... So
0: you- yeah, you go in, uh, most of the tables are all are all taken up and you do see a medley of uh, different groups in here. You don't know exactly like, maybe if you're looking at them and like, okay, there's four people in this group or five people in this group, potentially you could start looking around. But as you walk in, like everyone's kind of like, everyone is like eyeing you all over as, as kind of newcomers in this area. But um, I'll say there's probably five or six other tables that are full uh, full of uh, other people. Um, and as, as, uh, as curious, you're walking up to the uh, the front the bar essentially uh, you can see a human who has just like really like just like leathery skin a uh, very mcconaughey with like long like flowing blonde hair that is like naturally dreaded from just like not washing it and not uh doing it properly um and uh yeah uh, hey it's, uh, it's great to have it's great to have you back in here with i got your i uh, got your milk right here and uh, uh thank yeah, you so much could you uh, also yeah. make it
1: free for my friends
0: Yeah, no, yeah, like, you know, what kind of, like, vibe are they giving off? They, like, wanting to, like, get some sort of, get weird with it? Like, they just, uh, like, normy norms? What is it?
1: I do think that they're quite normal, but let's, let's make it a little bit more spicy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I can do that, I can do that, get down with that, okay. Uh, And so he starts, um, (laughs) he starts uh, whipping up some stuff. Of of course, first he, like, uh, takes this um, out of this, like, very specific, like, kind of like iced uh, cooler, uh, pulls out this like jug of of milk uh, and pours that first uh, for curious and then starts messing around with these other drinks. Um, and I think he took uh, the term spicy to heart because no. uh, what ends up coming out is this uh, kind of like Reddish bubbling, uh, like concoction, uh, that actually looks um pretty pretty interesting. Um, and as he hands them over to you, he goes, ah, I've been wanting to make these ones for uh quite some time. Uh, these are the red manas. Uh, you know, let's let's see how they handle them. <laughs>
1: hey, hey. So Just that's... a regular one for me, please. Oh, that looks that's fire. Thick.
0: So, as he's uh, as he's kind of like right before he hands them off to you, he goes, Oh, I forgot something, and then he uh, pulls a uh, pulls a little light uh, match out and, and lights them all and so that they're all smoking uh as he's uh, as he as you as he hands them off to you.
1: Oh my that is quite wonderful. Thank you very much. um put it on their uh, tab please
0: Oh yeah, no for sure Otto's gonna pay that right?
1: Most definitely
0: All right, all right yeah' cause, uh cool, cool. Yeah,
1: it going, that's going to be all fine. No worries, no worries. And she walks away.
0: <laughs> He's <laughs> just kind of like still nodding, very blank-faced. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as you're walking <laughs> back through, I'll, uh, I assume that, you know... <laughs>
1: Super I mean, handy, jumping over tables, stuff like that. Nothing drips out of it and then presents it.
0: <laughs> amazing.
3: Then gives her a little clap when she lands the drinks as he spilled last time I was trying to walk through everything.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Enjoy.
3: Uh, well, boys, when when in Westreach, I guess? I don't know where we are. Cheers.
4: Dude, well, and immediately takes it, on fire, shoots it. <laughs> okay. I think you were supposed to blow... Oh, okay. Blows it
2: out and shoots it.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, everyone roll me uh, constitution saving throws, and then the dwarves get advantage, of course.
2: Do we have to sing a song first?
0: Yes, you do.
2: Do you have one? Ready?
1: I do not, but maybe he has funny looking little one. And she his hat.
3: I've always thought that myself. Thank you for putting it to words.
1: You because are welcome, also, not so tiny and not so big one. <laughs>
3: well, that's just hurtful.
1: <laughs> no, it's quite curious.
3: Got
4: a twelve.
0: Okay. Um what did uh Rangrim and Cosmo get?
4: Uh Rangrim rolled a twenty-one. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: I'm also resistant to fire anyways, I was not worried about this. Uh, Cosmo got a 22. Okay.
1: Is he still running with his advantage hmm
0: it
2: oh, That'd be a straight true. roll. it would be a straight roll. You want me to roll it again?
0: Uh, well, whichever one you rolled first. I'll take that.
2: I actually don't remember what I rolled okay. first. Okay, <laughs> then roll yeah, again. that's okay. Uh, okay. It's very important. It's very it important. Make or break. I- Hey, I threw
3: up in my sleeves. Everyone has to go through this. It's fair. It's fair.
2: You're not wrong.
3: I sacrificed some good good sleeves. Changing my
2: no, no, that's fair. Uh what did you roll, uh, Glenn?
3: Uh fourteen,
0: I think is what I said. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, huh, wow. Alright. I actually rolled worse than you. Don't roll the thirteen.
0: Okay, uh Glenn is all powerful. <laughs> Cosmo, um, so I rolled uh, I rolled dice on my end too for the quality of the drinks. Uh, Rangrim, yours was actually really bad. <laughs> it was like basically like turpentine as you kind of took it down. Um, but you, because of your fire resistance and your high roll, like you just got, you take it down. And you're just like, like I've had worse <laughs> kind of thing.
3: It's one eye turns into a pupil for a second and it just goes back. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: um, uh, Cosmo, yours is a little bit better, but like still it. it it's kind of like, um, it, like the spice, which I don't, I don't know how much like Cosmo would, would be familiar with like very spicy food. Um, but you don't
2: I, used a lot of spice in dwarven food.
0: I think, it, I think it gets you, and you all see uh, Cosmo's face kind of like turn, like kind of start turning a little bit red, um, and like I think, like I think you get a little bit of just like um, ambient steam coming out of your ears.
1: I give him my regular milk. This will help. <laughs>
0: that's that's fair uh do you drink it
2: uh is this one spicy too
1: (laughs) no this one is actually the
0: one that i drink
2: uh okay and he just like takes a big gulp of it
0: uh it's it's really uh it's i don't think um i don't think you've had milk quite like this It's, it's very very creamy and sweet uh and then also like it pretty much immediately quells uh whatever, uh, like your, that spice. You kind of see the, the red from, uh, from Cosmo's face kind of go and go back to normal. What kind of milk uh, would it be, uh, Curious? What kind of milk would, would, would Curious be drinking?
1: Oh, boy. Um, not from those dogs' dogs, animals, though. Um...
2: Dogs. Manatee milk.
0: <laughs> Mammoth milk. <laughs> oh, what
1: kind of what kind of animals would there be milkable in D&D? <laughs> I We're mean
0: you hamsters. can milk anything if you really just can if you really just try hard enough, but
1: <laughs> I think Die. I think something like yeah, manatee milk would be really interesting though.
0: Okay, alright, yeah I think that I think or that camel that's milk.
1: A... Imported camel milk. Let's let's do it like that.
2: Imported like that. camel milk
0: yeah uh I, I think that um i think crash had to really kind of uh try hard but because this is a trade port i think that a lot of weird things come through here and so he was able to uh, secure some for you after after trying uh, and he's just hoping that that when that uh when that bill finally gets paid that it's going to be all all right <laughs> no very <laughs> um yeah and then glenn uh yours yours is actually like you kind of like for the first time like you don't understand what their uh what, what their kind of like problem is with this drink because uh, you take it and though it's spicy, like I think that uh, I think that Zephyrian food is like a lot spicier and you're used to it anyway. So yeah, you're able to uh, take this and it's 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 really nice, it's well balanced. Um, and uh, you kind of blow the fire out, I think, before you drink it. Yeah, um, oh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's it's good. It's like it's like eating a like a well, I guess, uh, <laughs> the Sakhalian version of a uh, atomic fireball warhead yeah, or whatever. It's like a, like a red dot. Nice. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, it was. A hell of a choice there. I'm glad you ordered, not me. usually doesn't go that well.
1: No very.
2: I'd definitely probably stick to the Dwarven stuff. I don't know why I try exciting things.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think that was that bad. It was, it was actually pretty good. I feel like I should have more of my drinks on fire.
3: That's. That'd be on brand. That would make sense.
0: I, I think that um, I think that at some point, uh, <laughs> Rangrim gives uh, gives a big burp, and I'm pretty sure a little bit of flame comes out.
4: <laughs> it's all of the it's all of the cartoon effects right now. Cosmo the yeah. steam. Milo Absolutely, 100.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So, as you all are kind of sitting there and uh, enjoying your drinks, and um, I, I don't know what you like, maybe strategizing for the the day ahead, kind of what you'd be doing, um, but you're looking around and kind of taking notice of. The other uh, teams that are the other people that are around you and um, some of them you can probably guess aren't battle boat racing teams um, uh, but yeah so you're looking around and the, the, there's the other, these other uh, groups of people that are you know some of them you're like you, these people are probably uh, there's a group of four hobgoblins uh, that's actually kind of cluttered around a table uh, that they're as soon as you guys came in they're looking at uh, kind of looking over at you and grunting and talking in some sort of uh, some sort of language um, but Glenn, actually I think all of you, but Glenn in particular, someone catches your eye from across the room and as you look over at them, they also realize that you're there and you see a familiar face of the blue dragonborn orc who you all fought against, uh, in the, uh, in the tournament, uh, over in, um, my gosh, I cannot, uh, Rockdale.
3: Cocktail. Uh, his name is. Ork. Hold on,
0: pork. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, um, he, okay. he's, sit- he's sitting at a table with a uh, a very large uh, human, uh, a kind of like very uh like kind of like piece together uh, steel and um, chainmail armor on this dwarf that's smoking like this cigarette that is just there. this this huge like cigar that is just like wafting billows of. Smoke clouds over their table, um, and then a uh, a gnome that's wearing like a pretty big monocle uh, and is like kind of uh, just kind of geared up in what you would recognize as like artificing gear.
3: Uh, Glenn, kind of like, there's a, a little wave to him, just wave
0: back. He he kind of looks looks over at the rest of his group as they're kind of engaged in conversation, and then just kind of does like a very. <laughs> He, like, like, brings, like, two fingers up from behind him and then kind of turns back around at the table. Uh, and you can just, like, you, you look like he... You can tell that his face is, like, I wish I was anywhere else right now. Yeah,
3: sensing the bad vibes. Okay. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Okay. um, Then kind of, like, in the best hand signals that he can, just kind of, like, like, I don't even know, waves down that, like, I'll see you, I'll talk to you later, like... I'll see you tonight. Like, are you okay? Like, are you good? Does he respond? Uh, to to orc. To orc, yeah. As like um, subtly as possible. I can't do it subtly. Brian can. Glenn could probably do it pretty subtly.
0: Uh, you see, uh, you see them kind of look like look at you in confusion, and then pulls a, a piece of uh, like something out of their pocket and talks into it, and you hear Orc's voice in your head. It uh, goes. Hey, uh, wh- what, uh, what are you guys doing here?
3: I mean, I was gonna ask you the same. Did you steal our name? <laughs> uh,
0: about that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you didn't have it. Uh, I mean, I. what was the likelihood that you guys were gonna come here? I couldn't. It's like trying to come up with a name off the top of your head. It was just the first thing I thought of. I couldn't go by the other name. Oh, that's that's how we
3: landed on it. And don't even say I don't trademark it, because you know it is. We'll see you on the water. Also, uh, are you OK? You look terrified.
0: Yeah, I was hoping for some easy coin in this, uh, uh, this race, but uh, you guys aren't entering, right?
3: Oh, I have bad news, my friend. Uh, well how about this I'm going to place a nice hefty wager on ourselves to win and you sabotage on your side I might throw a little bit of your way
0: Uh, uh, roll persuasion check yeah Yeah, roll roll persuasion check with advantage
4: Glenn who are you talking to and I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and cast guidance
3: (laughs) these were both great oh I don't have anything for persuasion I need to shut the fuck up uh wow uh with advantage 23 okay uh
0: Thank you for the i think guidance. He, i think you just get um I, I think you just get back to like uh, i'll do my we'll see if there's an opportunity and then he kind of like puts the thing down and, and stops the communication um and i think shortly after that he uh he kind of like for whatever reason whether it was his own uh, doing or what but the that team gets up and leaves um kind of but yeah they, they kind of head out uh but yeah and you all are kind of left in there with uh, a few of the other teams um you do see uh one one creature that kind of walks in you're like this is really strange it is what you would recognize as an aerocroper is likely what uh, curious have been uh uh like kind of uh trying to explain what they are but it's essentially an Aarakocra that is much more duck-like than, uh, than bird-like. Uh, has like a bill and doesn't have wings like a large, that would likely be like not a flightless bird or would be a flightless uh, bird. But um, they're wearing like very much like pirate garb, has like a sash over one eye um, and uh, walks in and just, you know, sits down, gets uh, some sort of drink with a little umbrella on it uh, and just kind of hanging out over by the, uh, the bar for a bit. Um, so you do see that which is something i don't think you all have seen like a nautical version of an aarakocra before it looked like a duck yeah like a duck person <laughs> awesome. it looks like howard the duck
3: are they tall what is their uh, sizing it's a bit like
0: shorter than shorter than aarakocra probably around okay. like five feet okay okay so tiny.
3: that's so absurd uh uh, yeah, I'm actually flabbergasted as a at a, a duck era <laughs> Um Well, I think we uh, might be closing this place down. Do we want to maybe head back and see if we can't get ready for the race? Do you guys want to take care of tonight? I, I, I have a question.
4: And rain room's gonna look at it curious. <laughs> so, Locke, do you turn back into a person at some point? Or are you just always a cat? I I think that might be. I
1: don't know how to respond to this. Well, <laughs> you, are you always, always a dwarf? Gonna, are you going to weird. are you going to be turning into a human?
4: Well, now I'm a dwarf. Why would I do that?
1: I am at the why would I do that?
4: I'm confused by everything.
1: <laughs> okay, let, let <laughs> so me explain there's, you there's, this. There's Far in the distant lands stage. of the Sea of Sands, Sands of Sea, Sea of Sands. There is this folk called Tabaxi. They're cat like people. Yeah, cat folk. Also.
4: Oh, she's, yeah. she's a Tabaxi. Yeah. And he's gonna look over at Glenn and Cosmo. And so, and those other, other people, they were just tigers. And they didn't want to be tigers. And they were only tigers sometimes.
1: I think those are called Ver Tigers.
4: Yeah, they're a little bit different.
3: Uh, they're a lot of a bit different. One was by choice, and the other one just kind of, you
4: know,
1: Fit was. You actually, you actually Wait, meant you best, I guess. you think thing
4: like, what if like, what if Glyn got a bit by something that like made him into a dwarf when he didn't want to?
1: <laughs> did please don't for? try to
4: bite me. <laughs> I'm just I don't, I
1: don't think it's it works like that. I don't know how it works. I think my brothers would know but if you get bit by something with wear in front of it, I think you turn into the other thing as well.
4: So bro- you said your brothers might know how we can turn Glenn into a dwarf?
1: <laughs> Probably.
4: Oh, because uh, I mean... That hmm. would be a pretty good prank to put on Glenn. He'd hate it, eventually woke up, he was all short like us. He's like... Well, what if I was just brother? like a... <laughs> he was all short and his robes didn't fit. He couldn't fit them. That'd be amazing.
1: Well, what if I just definitely. stayed a,
3: a, a tall, like, bearded gentleman? I just might look like a human.
1: Perhaps, and she pushes her tails underneath your, like, nose, so you have actually uh, some sort of a <laughs> head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, like this. Maybe that is not the look for you, but uh, you can certainly try.
3: It's kind of weird without the mustache. It just, like, is only here. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Very
1: curious. Uh,
4: I, I also, also have to talk about when gambling in the establishment.
0: Uh, yeah, so I think, that, um, I think that you can go up to, uh, you, you've seen a couple of people walking in and making bets uh, and it seems like they're doing it, dealing directly with Crash to do it. Um, so if you wanted to uh, put some sort of money wager on it, um, yeah, I think that that would probably be the place to go.
4: I mean, he'd be looking for more people like like quick stakes like gambling on hands dice not necessarily the
0: stuff. oh okay okay yeah so like just like some sort of uh sakalian uh kind of gambling card game of some sort
4: yeah craps cards something like that yeah
0: okay yeah um yeah so i think that uh you probably see the uh i think it's kind of settled down at this point but you see that the uh, there's probably a group of like kind of mixed mixed of different races of these these this older uh older people that are kind of at this table that are all throwing uh, some sort of uh, combination of dice and cards uh and these like kind of metal tokens um and uh yeah it, it seems like there's an empty empty spot at that table if you wanted to uh go throw in on that
4: uh ringrum would okay. slide yep. in over there
0: roll me um yeah roll me uh 3 uh yeah, roll me a three d20s, just straight up and down. Three d20s. Oof.
3: Is this happening? Like, are those d20 rolls happening as a part of the game, or to see what game's present?
0: Uh, yeah, they would. Yeah, they're 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 playing some sort of uh, game that maybe uh, I don't know if you've. Uh, you may not have. Well, maybe I. It, it's something that, it, like, you, you've seen something similar to it over on the mainland, but this might be some sort of weird version of it that is also, like, played here on this uh, on this island.
4: Well, I rolled a 19, a 16, and a 2.
0: Okay, uh, so I think that...
4: I... Final decision on that. I was going to use creation to make my bet a 5-foot cube of gems. <laughs>
0: Holy shit! That's so funny. Oh my god. Um, Wait, is
3: it, is it one five-foot cube gem or is it
0: a <laughs> bunch of
4: gems? It's a five-foot cube of gems. Of gems.
0: Okay. <laughs> so you just go like, whoop, and then all these <laughs> they just dump you down know, like, so the table. And then like, so you guys want to play for hard stakes?
4: <laughs> gems everywhere. Okay. Oh see god.
1: see her eyes are like, shine, and then starts pushing things off the table. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Starts pushing things off the table. Oh. Oh
0: like a catwalk, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh. like some gems are down the ground.
2: <laughs> I love this.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, I think one thing, as soon as you like drop this onto the table, I think that one of the guys just gets up and leaves because <laughs> he just can't, he kind of takes his, he, he kind of like puts his, his stuff down and kind of picks up whatever he had left and walks away. Uh, and then the two remaining, uh, there's like an elderly lady uh, and then uh, another like gentleman that basically they, they're like kind of their eyes go wide. Um, and I think they, they kind of like you they kind of explain you the rules relatively quickly getting you to understand them. Um, I think that you come into it and you're, the first, like the first two hands, are really, really good, and then um, like with that, I think, would you like like after winning two hands, do you think that you would be betting even higher, like going all in on something?
3: Absolutely. 100%. The second, the second, Glenn sees him drop the five-foot cube of gems. Um, assuming glenn has been eavesdropping on the rules, Glenn's gonna definitely slide a hand, try to sway it in his his okay. favor for the end of this. Uh, if That's going to give you an advantage on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll give you another roll then for another d20 roll there, Dan.
4: 19. Again.
0: Okay. So uh, I don't think that you had the cards. Like, you're looking down, you're like, oh, this is not good. Um, and you just, like, put all in. Um, I think that, Glenn, uh, I think you're able to. A uh, card swap. just appears. <laughs> yes. Blue. Comes up through the through, through the bottom. Uh, how would Rangrim, uh, uh, what would you do?
4: <laughs> oh, how no. How would you react you to, like, me having me something. Again. Oh, you got me. Just kidding. He's going to drop them. Just like he's talking a lot of smack in a poker game.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, I think that you do that. And then I think that both of them just kind of throw their stuff down, yell, and then uh, basically at this point, the, the pile of gold and uh, everything else is in the middle of the table. Um. I think that you... Here, I'm going gonna... I'm gonna to roll. Do those quick.
1: gems stay real or do they disappear?
0: That's a good question.
1: I didn't say anything. That wasn't in character.
0: Um, I just rolled a natural twenty uh, for the amount that I was gonna kind of put out there. So I'm gonna say that uh, I think I think it's, it's
3: all the gold.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's. Uh, I think that you pick up uh, five hundred gold. You just Perfect. robbed a
3: dragon.
4: Perfect, because yes, the gems are fake. They would disappear in ten minutes, whether I lost or not.
3: Amazing. I can't believe that worked. That
2: was amazing. Um,
0: but yeah, no. Uh, so I, I think that you're you're probably pretty right. Like it's it's starting to get pretty late. Uh, people are starting to kind of like file out to, uh, especially the the teams, uh, to kind of you know get a, a full night's rest. Um, yeah, is anyone doing anything before uh, for you know heading to bed, or what are you all what are you all doing?
3: Uh, curious. I think you were trying to tell us something earlier at the bars, or something you wanted to bring up at some point. I think we rudely interrupted you by gambling and. Everybody's money.
1: Is he here staring to to the to the roof like I really can't remember?
3: Catches no, see demons in the corners. <laughs> yeah.
1: Basically, no, I um as kim I actually forgot what I was saying, so I don't know.
3: <laughs> as Glenn, uh he's terrified of whatever's in the corner.
2: Um <laughs> Somebody's got a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> the glint off the gems.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as Ranger's scooping him into his, uh, into his bag or just leaving him I guess because they're going to disappear
3: uh, Glenn would like to do something um, mildly nefarious uh, if no one else has anything they want to do at the end of the night uh, oh. Curious would you mind accompanying me for a quick little uh, say jaunt through the boats I feel like someone with your light touch might be able to help me with this
1: this could be very 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 interesting I'll join you, on you.
3: You strike me as someone who might be able to be quiet. Is that true?
1: I am super quiet when I'm not talking.
3: Okay, well, (laughs) remember the big red button on our boat?
1: No, yes, I do.
3: (laughs) I feel like some other boats might have similar big red buttons, and Otto only told us not to push our own big red button. He didn't say anything about their big red buttons.
1: I wonder what that big red button would do.
3: So do you want to go maybe find an unprotected big red button and push it?
1: Oh yes, let's go. I do the think that I, back. yeah, I do. I do think she would know where the boats would be. Maybe
3: we walked by a bunch of them, but That's I really? want to yeah. do. I want to do a casing to see which one would not have guards near it.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair.
3: Or at least not have like active
1: yeah, watch gonna... on it. Let's see Okay, okay, okay.
0: So looking at, um, so like looking, I think that uh, roll me. I guess like, because there's there's essentially all the way around the island. There's it's, it's all completely surrounded by docks. Essentially, uh, some are covered, some aren't. Uh, they're all mostly like private docks, though. Um, so looking like what in particular are you like looking for aside from like i mean not all these boats are going to be in the race uh the most protected ones and the li- most likely to be in the races are going to be locked up in these kind of like floating warehouses um so like are you trying to break into just like one of these floating warehouses so
3: yeah thinking back to when we were arriving you said there was still like a lot of that were out and either like under covering or like we're being brought in whatever it might be um mm-hmm. Lynn would be trying to think back and maybe with uh, Curious's help trying to identify something that might be um, like an amalgamation of technology the same way ours is where it's like a traditional boat that might have upgraded at one point to get okay a booster jet attached to it. He's not, he doesn't really want to go mess with the gnome's boat because he doesn't think whatever he can do to a gnome's boat would be enough to damage a gnome's boat. But, you know, maybe if the Hobgoblins bought a jet booster off a gnome, that might be something he wants to fiddle with. Maybe Curious knows a boat that might be uh, available to be big red button pushed.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, roll me uh... Hmm. Roll me a perception check, curious.
1: Okay. I'm going to use the dungeon book dice. <laughs> Which actually only rolls once for me. I don't know why I should do this. Uh-oh. Ooh, no, it's not that good. Um, it's a 13.
0: Okay. Um, I think that I think that if as far after uh having like kind of what glenn's looking for described uh, to you I, I think that you remember seeing this like group of goblins that were uh that had kind of brought in this what looks almost like um uh, like a like a sled with like these uh two kind of like pontoons on the side of it and then like one big kind of long tube that had like what probably looks the most similar to that rocket booster that's on the back of the uh on the back of Otto's ship. Um and from what you remember they probably didn't have the the money to get a enclosed warehouse and so they just have it kind of like haphazardly covered uh, but they were pretty like, probably like, you probably saw just kind of as you were passing, uh, going up to Crash's Landing from time to time. So they're they're not right next to Otto's shop, but they're close mm-hmm. enough uh, that you would have kind of seen it. Um, and now kind of as you all are leaving and kind of as uh, probably Rangrim and Cosmo are heading back to the shop, um, you all kind of split off and uh, are able to kind of head down uh, to the docks under cover of night. Uh, roll me stealth checks both of you.
1: I'm gonna use another die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dang it! It rolled the same thing. Okay. Um. (laughs) Fourteen. Dang it. Okay.
0: Uh, I rolled a (laughs) twenty-three.
1: You're supposed to be quiet. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, they rolled a five. So, uh, (laughs) I think that when you get over there, um, you you kind of walk over to this. What looks like this, like pretty. Like it's got a kind of. scrambled-looking uh, canvas cover on it. It's not very, it's like patched together. There's like pieces of pelt and stuff like that in there too. Um, but you can see that I think the goblins got a little bit too carried away uh, with their partying and they are just like passed out, slung over a bunch of barrels. Uh, but you can see like five goblins that are just kind of like back-to-back back, uh, and kind of falling over each other, sleeping on each other uh, that are just like dead asleep.
1: Okay. If their smell is the worst. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they uh they don't bathe often if they do it's probably seawater. We uh we're gonna be quiet on this one. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna tamper a little bit with their, their fun little engine and when you're ready I say you hit the big red button and we go. Ho ho,
1: okie dokie.
0: Okay, uh, roll me. Uh, so I think I'll, I'll just take your guys' stealth checks, which are totally fine. So you can get up onto this thing. Um, I think that once, essentially, once you like, you can walk out onto the pontoons, kind of stepping off a dock, uh, and, and you can kind of see now up onto it. So it's these, these two lower pontoons that kind of go, think of like um, a seaplane, but instead of having wings, This thing has like these kind of stubby little short wings on the side of it, and then one on the top. So it almost looks like a rocket that has these like little pontoon buoys. On the back of it, uh, there's an engine that is like just kind of attached onto this wooden structure that looks like it is just like the most haphazard looking uh, addition onto the back of this uh, essentially like (laughs) rocket pontoon.
3: Okay, now I'm going to, Lynn quickly is going to collect with his. Water skin, as much water as he can from the ocean. Okay. In his water skin. And he's going to walk towards the the exhaust, the back of this engine. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna kinda like climb himself on top of it as quietly as possible. And he's gonna cast shape water. And he's gonna take a five-foot cube of water and then freeze it right over the exhaust hole of this oh engine. My God. And he's going to hold it there. And then he's going to carefully, quietly climb down and creep next to uh, Curious and say, No, it's a really big red button.
1: I wonder what it does.
3: (laughs) And as she pushes it, I tap her shoulder and I cast invisibility on her and I just start running.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I, I think that um, I think you, you push you push this red button that's kind of on the front uh, the front panel of the uh, of the ing- of like the, the the seat, and I think you take like a, a backflip off this thing and land on the dock and just start taking off. This thing, um, as you all are kind of like fleeing the scene. Um you, <laughs> Glenn doesn't look
3: back, he's just going.
0: <laughs> he's cool the cover
1: guys, look at explosions.
0: <laughs> you see the cover itself like start to it just like it's almost like somebody takes a hand, invisible hand, is rips it off in the back as the jet propulsion starts to like build up. You can see that like essentially this thing is starting to like it's starting to glow like red hot now as this flame is getting larger and larger, and the thing is starting to press against the uh it's trying to go forward, but it's pushing against the dock. Um, And you see these goblins that start to, like, wake up as this thing starts to just, like, roar with what sounds like a dragon waking from a slumber. Um, And then as they're kind of, like, getting up and freaking out and running around trying to see what they can do, the sled's pontoons both snap off of their supports, and this thing literally takes off, like, it shoots straight past them, through them as they dive to the side, hits the kind of the incline of the hill, and just skims up it until it hits uh enough of an angle where it takes off into the sky and you all watch as this like rocket propelled cart or this uh or, or boat goes shooting straight into the air and you see these goblins just kind of all looking up in uh in just kind of like abject horror as you watch this thing just like Boom! It explodes into like a into like a firework uh, way 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 uh, up into the air um, and probably like starts raining down uh, some uh, some pieces of uh, well those goblins' hopes and dreams uh, into the <laughs> life uh, into the Chelgami deep. Oh, that's
1: pretty.
3: Well, I hope our big red button doesn't do that, but. <laughs> That was pretty satisfying.
1: (laughs) I I am a little bit less curious now what our button does, though.
3: Uh, My my hopes were that that would quell your your thirst for hitting the red button when we don't need to on our race. So Mm -hmm. I guess it did its job.
1: Yes, I am not going to push the red button unless it's told me to.
3: Perfect. Well, uh, I think we get ready for tomorrow's big race.
0: Yes. Awesome. So yeah, um, obviously, uh, Curious has a, a bunk uh, with inside of the uh, inside of the auto shop, and the rest of you all uh, can kind of like take up your your kind of bunks up on the uh, on the Second Chance. Uh, that's they've been kind of working on it throughout the day. It's mostly uh, been painted. They've uh, they've kind of taken it to like uh, actually, it's a good question. Um, what color uh, What color would you all like the, the ship to be?
3: Second Chance.
0: hmm Or the the third time's the charm.
3: Third time's the charm. Third charm.
0: Chartreuse. That is that purple?
3: Is that red? Not, we, we call it chartreuse.
4: Uh-huh. It's a very obnoxious green. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> yeah. it's ugly. Nice.
4: So it looks like
3: a baby pooped and we painted oh. our boat with it. So that's literally what chartreuse is. Yeah, it's, like, it's, literally the... poop. it's baby shit green. Baby,
2: baby so- <laughs> coral. I like coral. Coral sounds good.
0: Uh, I mean, you guys can roll off for it. This is when Rangum gets a nat 20. I feel it.
2: (laughs) Roll for chartreuse. (laughs) Roll for chartreuse. I Uh, rolled a 2. It's uh, not not a 20. (laughs)
3: Well, Bobby might roll a 1. Bobby roll for Coral.
0: I mean, it's it's halfway to a 20.
2: Do math like my daughter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, not a math major.
2: Uh, all right, roll in for Coral. This one's for you, Radar. All right, it's a 14.
0: OK, all right. Uh, coral it is. Uh, surprising enough, the uh, you come back and you're looking at a mostly uh, salmon pink-esque boat. Um, you probably have a feeling that uh, Ego had a lot to do with this color, this color palette choice. Um, and uh, you can see that uh, now, instead of Second Chance, uh, in Chartreuse uh, is written the name, uh, which clashes is, Clash is just like spectacularly. It's coral in
3: Chartreuse? Oh my <laughs> yeah, so God. I think that's what
0: it is. It's a coral boat with Chartreuse like railings and, and accents. Uh, and the name Third's Chance uh, is written on the side.
2: <laughs> Your color palettes are being shamed, John. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what it's uh you know sometimes you have to hide in plain sight why not make the loudest boat possible to be uh hiding from the uh the empire um but yeah uh so you all are able to uh get a long night's rest um and pretty early in the morning uh Otto kind of is going around and kind of banging uh sounds like pots and pans uh trying to get everyone to wake up at the uh the butt crack of dawn um And uh, is there anything anyone wants to do in the morning uh, before uh, heading over to the starting line?
3: Uh, Glenn wants to take a once around on our racing boat to see if anybody else was inspired to do (laughs) basically what we did yesterday. See if anybody tampered with our boat in any way.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, roll me an investigation.
3: Uh, 19.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like things are pretty safe. Uh, you knew that it was like essentially watched most of the night. I mean, you, there's you there were so many people around on your boat and uh, whatever else. I mean, Ego only has to do like four hours of sleep as well. So he was he yeah, was up a lot of the night right. as well.
3: Okay. But yeah, so no, I everything seems pretty good to, about it.
0: Everything seems to be in uh, in working order.
3: And Glenn's, Glenn's ready for shenanigans.
0: Well, are you all ready to get going over to the starting line? I think we're gonna have quite a day.
4: Oh, it's the guy again.
1: You should <laughs> hear him tell jokes. It's the worst. <laughs> you already know the punchline before he gets to the punch. Fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> You're just like waiting.
4: Think of that in the in the morning. Um, does does Curious use any form? Does Kiris use a weapon or is she just punching and kicking?
1: Um, she does carry a sword short with her but it's more of a display and she will be using more of a punchy punchy.
4: Alright, I'm going to we- give her I'm going to use my Blessing of the Forge to give her vest a plus one AC.
0: Rad. Oh, nice. Glenn cool. is offended. <laughs> <laughs> um... Awesome. Oh and wait, anything?
3: actually no, never mind. I, I I'll save this for later. Nope, I'm good.
0: Okay. Um, awesome. I assume that uh, Rangern, you do your normal uh, normal morning routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I I think you all uh, load up onto the uh, load up onto the uh, with the racing vessel. I wish I'd given it a name. Uh, let's just call it the Silver Bullet. Uh, I think that that's I think that's a good one. Um, so, yeah, I think that it, it, kind of like. It starts to, uh, you back it out and uh, start to kind of like slowly uh, move it over there, essentially using the sails for the most part, Uh, maybe like a little bit of oars to like get it out of the uh, the actual uh, like harbor itself. Um, and you start heading around the long, the long right-hand side of, uh, Penroy Point, uh, over to where you had seen that kind of, like, red bejeweled archway with, like, these rubies and, like, gems encrusted into it that are, like, shining in this, like, very early morning sun, uh, kind of looking out. Uh, yeah, so it would be the, the, the sun, like, would be kind of coming over, uh, the, the mountains behind you, uh, from the, from the east. Uh, so, as you're all pulling up there, uh, you can see that there are these floating boxes that are kind of all, essentially like all lined up along the starting line. As you're pulling up to this archway, you're realizing it's a lot like wider than you had expected. It, think of like a, like a you, there's actually a bridge that connects the two islands. Um, and this archway is kind of like serving a dual purpose of kind of a starting line, finish line, as well as like being a, a like a, connector between the two islands so it's it's very large in scale and there are these these floating wooden boxes um, that are kind of lined up along the starting line uh, most of them are closed but you can see that there is like a couple of them at the end that are still open um, and as you're kind of pulling up uh auto kind of steers uh, steers you all towards it and uh, pulls into this wooden box um and as you do it kind of uh closes behind you all uh, he goes all right it's about to start off we have just a couple of minutes i think before and as he's saying that you just hear this horn blare the front of the uh the front of the box uh like lifts up pretty much uh, pretty much immediately um and you feel the back of the box push uh this the boat forward as you all launch out um and as uh, as that happened Otto goes Well, I guess it's about time. And that's where we're going to end the session tonight.
3: He's going to turn so slowly. We're going to die. He's (laughs) going to turn us right into rocks. Maybe
0: he just talks really slowly, but can move really
1: fast. God, I
3: hope so. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's
4: going to turn
0: left so slow. We're
4: not going to all die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh my
0: goodness (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures We post new podcast episodes every Monday and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7pm PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby See you there